Hello everyone, welcome back to Baseball Talk with Seb. My name is Seb, Sebi, Sebastian, or Sebastian for, sh- for short, and um, welcome back to another Trade Rumors uh, podcast. Uh, you can come here today, uh, I'm going to be talking about trade rumors, trades that happened, stuff like that, so let's just get started. Our first topic here is Jose Reyes hopes to play in 2019. Veteran infielder Jose Reyes is planning to play the 2019 season. Anthony Reiterbear of Newsday reports on Twitter. When we when last we checked in, Reyes had indicated uncertainty as to whether he'd continue his playing career. Big ouchie because like the question remains whether Reyes will receive an appealing opportunity. His on-field decline is certainly part of the picture, but Rays will likely find it especially hard to get another chance given that he was arrested and charged with attacking his wife in 2015. While the charges were ultimately dropped when she decided not to testify, Rays has acknowledged making a terrible mistake and was suspended under the league's domestic violence policy. That terribly unfortunate event ultimately set the stage for Reyes to return to the Mets, where he w- where he has played for the past three seasons. While he currently did not rediscover his prior all-star form, Reyes was an effective player for the organization in the first two years of the deal. He struggled last year, however, with a career-worth 189-260-320 batting line in 251 plate appearances. Under the circumstances, it's all but impossible to imagine the 35-year-old securing a 40-man roster spot. Some organizations may decide not to consider hiring him at all. Still, there's little doubt that the switch hitter remains worthy of a non-roster contract from an on-field perspective, so it would not be surprising to see him catch on somewhere if he's willing to take a minor league deal. From the minor leagues, he will. He might go back to the major leagues. This one surprised me because I do live in Toronto. Um, Athletics sign Marco Estrada. The Athletics have, have announced a one-year deal with free agent right-hander Marco Estrada. As Jane Lee of MLB.com first reported via Twitter, Twitter he'll be guaranteed $4 million according to Espen.com. Jeff Passan via Twitter. The former Brewers slash Blue Jays hurler is a client of TWC Sports. To clear roster space, the club has outrighted just claim righty Parker Bridwell per Susan Sluzer of the San Francisco Chronicle. Whoa, that's a tongue twister. Susan Sluzer of the San Francisco Chronicle. Oh my god. This move represents the latest short-term strike from an Oakland organization that wants to boost its pitching staff in the near term without tying up long-term resources. Naturally, that means taking some chances on players who have not been at the top form of late, and Ostrada certainly matches that characterization. The A's previously inked Mike Fears and Joachim Soria, but it was clear that the rotation in particular was in need of at least one more addition. It's certainly still possible that, the, that other earlers will be added, at least on at least on minor league deals. 
At first stride, he'll be looking to bounce back from a pair of less than effective seasons. Lower body and back issues may partially have been to blame, so returning to full health could make a difference in and of itself. Otherwise, it's a question whether Estrada can hold up the hand of time for at least one more campaign. Last year, working in his fourth straight season in Toronto, Estrada posted a brutal 5.64 ERA with 6.5 strikeouts in 9 innings and 3.1 walks in 9 innings. He was stung, especially by the long ball. While he, while he only, hit, only allowed dingers on a reasonable 11.2% of the fly balls put in play against him, that he still worked out to a 1.82 per 9 due to the large numbers of flies he permits. Estrada still works in more or less than the same fastball velocity range, 89.89 miles per hour that he had that 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 he long has. Though it did dip in the second half as he as his struggles increased. He also cited a typical 10.1% swing strike rate last year. Perhaps then much of his physical skill remains intact. The A's surely won't be expecting an ace-level performance, of course, but they obviously feel confident that Estrada will provide a good volume of solid innings. He has mostly just done that over the course of his MLB career. Um, Before we get into this very important one, the Padres pursuing Manny Machado, we have to get on what we said yesterday, and you should really, really go watch that podcast. It was cool. Um, yeah, so what happened yesterday is we talked about, um, I'm just looking. We talked about Yankee signing Adam Ottavino. I think we, no, we didn't talk about that. We talked about, um, yeah, Adam Ottavino, uh, uh, Yankee signing him. Um, the rest I forgot, but if you want to find out, go check out that podcast. It's called Trade Rumors. With Seb. And yeah. So this one, very exciting as it's been a long thought process, long where he could go. Padres pursuing Manny Machado. The Padres have jumped into the Manny Machado Derby as a late entrant and hope to sign the four time All Star as their primary third baseman. While the Freders weren't one of the early mystery teams for Machado, AC notes they recently entered the bidding, giving the unexpectedly quiet market for Machado to this point. The extent to which the Padres are willing to go in order to sign Machado remains to be seen, though the Freyers did sign Eric Hosmer to an eight-year contract that came with a $144 million guarantee just a year ago. Machado is a Two years young, two years younger than Hosmer was was when he signed that contract, and of course he was a vastly superior overall track record. Signing Machado won't give the Padres a premium third baseman to pair with fast rising prospects Fernando Tatis Jr. and Luis Arias. If a Machado agreement does come to fruition, that quartet, Hosmer included, would seemingly comprise San Diego's infield of the future as both Tatis and Urias figure to receive the opportunity to cement themselves as regulars at some point in the 2019 season. So the San Diego Padres are trying to fix their franchise, getting Machado on their team, trying to get like at least into the playoffs in the 2019 season. 
basically what we're trying to do with Manny Machado. Um, San Diego stood out as a possible mystery team for Machado, as noted yesterday at MOBTR. Given the team's wealth of young talent, real, relativity, open long-term payroll outlook, and lack of a premier third-base prospect, while paying Machado at the annual rate upward of $30 million would clearly be a steep price for the Padres team. That not long ago had a, a collective team payroll only a bit north of that $37.9 million in 2010. The organization has just $64.25 million on the books in 2020 and $44 million in 2021. Beyond that, Hosmer's contract was actually front-loaded, meaning his $21 million salary will actually drop to $13 million salary per year in the final three seasons of his contract. Add to those circumstances that the Padres have a veritable tidal wave of young talent on the cusp of the majors, all of which will be pre-arbitration for at least three seasons and are eligible for three years after that. And the teams look like it could support a few sizable annual salaries, even if it continues to operate on a fairly restricted budget, bringing Machado into the fold could slash the team's 2019 profitability. Though adding into the mix will surely boost ticket sales at least early on. But the money still owed to Phil Huggs, Jet... <laughs> oh my god, I haven't seen this name in a while. <clears throat> Jed Kaigorko, I think, and Kazuhisa Makita will all be off the books after 2019. None of the three are on the 40-man roster any longer. Similarly, the Padres will see their commitment to Hector Oliveira finally evaporate after the 2020 campaign. Payroll could be manipulated slash reduced in other ways, as well certainly the first season of Machado's contract could come at a discount rate, with higher salaries put into place in the forthcoming seasons. Additionally, the Padres are known to have been seeking a trade partner for Will Myers, and if they can successfully move the remaining $64 million on his contract, or a portion of it, that also go a long way toward cleaning, clearing room on the ledger for Machado. At a certain point, given the reportedly depth, interest in Machado was bound to lead to some unexpected clubs jumping into the mix if in fact interest over was tipped, Agent Dan Lozano had plenty to say on the due date reporting regarding his client in a statement issued last week. The Phillies and the White Sox are still known to be serious suitors for Machado's services, when the Yankees lurking on the periphery uh, at the very least. There were reportedly multiple mystery teams in the mix for Machado as well. However, so it's quite possible that another shooter or two will emerge before he puts his pen to paper and brings finality to his long-running free agent. Saga. Like, that was like, longer than any of other ones that I'm going to read. Um, yeah, as you know that, um, Today's January 25th, and um, the podcast, MLB, a baseball talk with Seb, um, we also talk about minor, MLB, transactions, minors, stuff like that. So here is minor MLB transactions from today, the 25th of January, 2019. 
The Athletics announced a wide slate of non-roster invitations to spring training, revealing with them that they've signed left-hander Kyle Croggett, infielders Corbin Joseph and Eric Campbell and righty Brian Slitcher to minor league contracts. Croquet, 27, has the most significant big league experience. <laughs> experience among the new additions, having logged nine in one-third innings with the Reds last year and 74 two-third innings over the past five seasons. Cochran was a 2013 fourth rounder who skyrocketed through the minors and impressed in a 2014 MLB debut, 1.30 ERA, 8.4 strikeouts in nine innings, 2.4 walks in nine innings in 30 innings. He's managed just a 5.04 ERA in 42 two-thirds frames since through his 45 to 17 <clears throat> strikeout and walk rate, rate ratio in that time is solid. Joseph, 30 years old, posted a 541 opportunities or OPS in 19 plate appearances with the O's last season and hit 312, 381, and 497 in 523 AA appearances last year. Campbell, 31 years old, last season, sorry, had a three-year run as an up-and-down utility piece for the Mets from 2014 to 2016 and hasn't been in the majors since. He's a career 221, 312 to 311 hitter and enjoyed a 313, 420, 445 slash in 402 triples. A PA, a PA with Miami last year, Slitcher 38 hasn't been in the majors since 2015. He has an ugly 540 ERA in 71 two thirds of, in- of innings with the Cubs, but worked to a solid. 3.36 ERA in 67 innings with the Dodgers top of flurry last season. God, I'm gonna go drink some water because like, like this is a lot of reading. I'm gonna go get some water. Okay, I'm back, guys. Um, <clears throat> gonna start off with this. We're happy through the podcast, guys. Remember to five stars on Apple, uh, Apple Podcast, and Spotify, or anywhere that you're listening from. It really like helps me out a lot. I started this just yesterday, and yeah, if you really like it, five stars that would make me really happy. Um, we are starting off on the intermission. Enel West. Notes, Jock, Dodgers, D-backs, and Rockies. <laughs> the heck, this title's like rigged. NL West Notes, Jock, Dodgers, D-backs, Rockies, Giants. Jock Peterson's name has been raised in recent trade rumblings, but Ken Roth- Rothenzell of the Athletic tweets that Los Angeles isn't close to any deals involving the 26-year-old outfielder. The Dodgers may have a lawsuiter for Peterson recently when the Braves re-signed Nick Markekis. By the way, this is the last This is the last reading of the script and like the last topic, so make, make sure to stay tuned. Nick Markekis to a one-year contract with a club option. 
and for the time being, Peterson looks like he'll be a key part of LA's attack against right-handed pitching. As Rothenthal notes, the Dodgers' signing of A.J. Pollock, Pollock was fueled partly by an internal belief that the, teams will, that the team would struggle against left-handed pitching. Pollock figures to line up as the team's primary center fielder with Cody Bellinger seeing some time there in the outfield corners and at first base. Peterson, too, gives the Dodgers a potent weapon against righties, though he, though he is dreadful historically against lefties, which wouldn't be as much of a concern if he is retained with Pollock on the fold. Here's more from the division. The Diamondbacks are still looking to add to the bullpen this offseason. General Manager Mike Hazen tells Nick Pirocco of the Arizona Republic it has been a rather quiet winter in Phoenix outside of the franchise-altering trade, sending face of the franchise Paul Goldsmith to St. Louis. Surprise for me. As the D-backs have worked to pair back payroll and embark on something of a soft reset, They've made some small-scale moves, such as the signing of Wilmer Flores and Merrill Kelly. On top of that, MLB level talent added for goalie. <clears throat> Plus, of course, the club kicked things off by re-upping Ed- Eduardo Escobar just before he hit the open market. Plenty of chatter has focused on the team's remaining potential trade candidates, particularly in the pitching stuff. But it's not clear whether much possibility of that remains. Regardless, it seems prudent for the organization to pursue some relief arms, given the course it has taken to this point. Presumably, any pen additions would be of the mature verity, as the snakes gear up where it looks likely to be a still competitive, but mostly transitional year. Meanwhile, Nick Roke of The Athletic takes a look at the Sleepy Rock Rockies offseason, which has most involved the replacement of the departing DJ LeMahieu with Daniel Murphy in the subscription piece. Roke describes The Rock's participation in the market thus far this winter as an empty freezer more than a hot stove. The diagnosis, it seems, is a fair simple one. The club simply does not have the payroll space to pursue more aggressively further upgrades to its lineup. It, it, it really is a tricky spot as the club has presently cons- constituted seems a clear second to the Dodgers in the division. At the same time, there's a clear opportunity to press ahead due to vulnerability of the time. There's a clear opportunity... Oh, I already read that. Vulnerability of the remaining NL West pack and the fact that this is the final season of control over star third baseman Nolan Arenado. It's a, high, it's a largely unclear whether GM Jeff Bridget will find a way to further boost the club's sagging offense this winter. Though it seems fair to presume he's still looking for the right angle, be it, be it a trade or hopefully high-value, low-cost free agent or Christian, boosting the mix behind the plate and in the outfield will make sense on paper. Whether it would prove feasible remains to be seen. Last but not least, the Giants have far greater uncertainty in their own outfield. Though the club is also in great of a different overall stance, as John Shea of the San Francisco Chronicle reports. New president of baseball ops, Farron Azidi, 
expressed confidence that the organization would have a suitable slate of outfielders when the time comes. In a statement that helps explain the Giants' position as well as the overall trajectory of the free agent possess process, Zeta explains, As long as we feel there are good options out there by trade or free agency, the actual pulling of the trigger becomes a little bit less relevant, as long as you feel like you got some good leads, which I think we do. You don't want to get in a situation of urgency or even panic. With the sin... Francisco organization likely to issue major multi-year packs this winter, it's certainly understandable that they intend to exercise more patience. It'll be interesting to see what opportunities might present themselves. Um, let's do a recap of today. We talked about Jose Reyes hopes to play in 2019, Athletic signing Marco Estrada, Padres pursuing Manny Machado, Indians, oh, sorry, we didn't talk about that. Oh, my God, what am I doing? NL East, oh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> Minor MLB transactions from today. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. NL West notes, Jock, Dodgers, D-backs, Rockies, Giants, the Diamondbacks, the Giants, and the Rockies. Uh, I got confused there because I have lots of like titles that I can read, but I only few uh, read a few because it will, like, yeah. So thank you guys. Remember to rate five stars if you like it. I really appreciate it if you do. And this has been Baseball Talk with.